Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Mike Molina, L.A. Nick, and Doug Sprenthal. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show, and here he is, Dr. Trivia. For Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I have a trivia question. What nickname did Alex hate as a kid? Those listening Lexi. in the first hour would know the answer is Lexi. <laughs> Lexi. <laughs> I just had to see the face she was going to make. I, I, knew, uh, I, I know you name. fairly well. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, let's... <laughs> she just got up and left. I didn't... I, sorry, sorry, Alex. Anyway, let's move on to Walzer. Um, we fired. We talked about this in the first hour. We fired up the cool car section on Walzer.com. Go to inventory, and you'll see a button that says cool cars. We've taken all, and I do it myself, so I'm, I'm really the judge and jury. I go through all the used car inventory from both here in Wichita and post these really special cars online. Some of them are super, super expensive. Uh, a lot of them are quite affordable. So they're anywhere from $10,000 up to, I think we've got a Ferrari on there for over 100 and some Porsche 911s down in Wichita that are expensive too. But if you're in the market for something fun to drive, these are people that buy second or third cars, uh, especially in Minnesota, because these aren't year-round automobiles. we got a whole ton of really cool ones on Walzer.com in the cool car section. What did you think of that, Lexi? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I find it funny, actually. But Lexi doesn't. Walzer Automotive Group. <laughs> Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. What this is, if you don't recognize it, it's an example of my drumming skills when I was in Take 5. <laughs> Boom. Boom. You were good, Boom. 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 <laughs> I am glad. Two on the floor? Yeah, two on the floor. There you go. Um, I'm glad that uh, Doug is in studio today because the story about Uber's self-driving car is uh, rather interesting. Mm. Uber's self-driving cars were struggling before Arizona crash. 
Uber's robotic vehicle project was not living up to expectations months before a self-driving car operated by the company struck and killed a woman in Tempe, Arizona. They knew they weren't operating properly, yet they sent him out in the street anyway. Well, was she, you know, just running in front of cars like yeah, a moron? Yeah, she did. She did run in yeah, front of cars. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not magic. They can't They said any for... car would have hit that woman. Well, yeah. pedestrians get killed all the time because they step out into traffic and they don't look. Yep, that's right. Well, and what has law enforcement done now? Well, not law enforcement, but politicians. Jaywalking is no longer illegal. Yeah, that's the thing. Really? In the state of Min- in the yeah. state of Minnesota, did you know that if somebody is wa- is jaywalking, it is a law that you have to stop, come to a stop. So if somebody's in the street, yeah, you have same to with stop. California, it's the same. The driver gets the ticket. Yeah, instead of uh, instead of just saying, you know, if you want to be an idiot, then you have to face yeah. the consequences. Oh. We make everyone else, we make the ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people face the consequences well, for yeah. the tiny yeah. minority I mean, I, of morons. I agree, though. I mean, pedestrians should have the right of way. I mean, even if they're stupid. I mean, because you can be killed. We're going around them over on purpose. You know, I mean, but they should be following some sort of pattern so that it can be predictable to cut down on the amount of oh, deaths. Kind of, it sounds, only makes sense. Sounds kind of racist to me. There is a solution. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's the is. argument, too. That sounds racist to me, man. I'm sorry. There is a solution really? I discovered years ago. I was on hard financial <laughs> times due to a disintegrated marriage, and my car was a... S- old 77 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. I think I paid 400 Ooh, bucks for sexy. it. sexy. And it was kind of country Ooh. club yellow. And it had a spot for the Cadillac press, but it was missing. So I played in a mm-hmm. golf tournament with a buddy of mine, and I won, I don't know, closest to the buffet or whatever. I got, got some trophy well, or something, I get- and I snapped it off, and I stuck it right in the where the Cadillac emblem usually goes. And when I'd get behind people on the freeway that are doing 58 miles an hour in the left lane, I'd just loop my hand over the wheel and pretend I was drunk, and they'd look in the rear view and see that yellow Cadillac <laughs> waving at them with a golfer, and they'd, they'd, they'd bolt right to the side. Nobody messed with that car. Those big cars are coming back right now. Yeah. They are. They're coming back. Are they really? Not yeah, looking. they really are. In the collector's market, those big those big bolts are coming back. So you'll you'll dig this. I, I saw this on I think it's Netflix. There's a documentary called uh, about uh, station wagons called Wagon Masters. Yep. And so mm-hmm. I watched it, and it was really cool. It's mostly yeah, 60s I've seen stuff. It. I've seen it. Yeah. So after that, I thought, you know, I wonder what the market is for these old things. So I jumped on eBay. Huge Holy money, man. crap. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the classic no. uh, Chevy regular Nomads. Regular station wagons, yeah. Even, you know. You know no, regular wagons. They're hitting 50 grand. Yeah. Yeah, it's 50 crazy. grand. Even the Impala bubble wagon. They're yep. like 40 grand. I missed that completely. But the big Lincoln Continentals and the big town cars, they are coming back in full force right now. Lincoln is threatening to make the next version of the Continental have suicide doors like the 60s model. Oh, them. The that only Continental cool. I my, my last year Continental I would touch would be a forty-one, but after that they were. So after World War II, they went right in the toilet. Yeah, the forty-ones. <laughs> well, they they, they, they just got over they, they got over-engineered. Well, they did. The, 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 just the Continental, the town car is an amazing car to this day, but the Continental was just over-engineered and overthought, and it just had a lot of bad problems i had a 66 convert and that it was, was plagued the with coolest problems. car i ever owned it was a pain in the ass uh, to keep it on the road but plagued with problems just plagued well i was plagued with problems at the time so we were a good match <laughs> but 41 was you one of the sexiest cars ever made what i love is in a continental at suicide doors on a rolls royce it's clamshell doors that's yeah. right <laughs> 
I love that, by the way. I love that reference. Now, that that is the deal. I never knew, honestly, that I cared at all about cars. I don't care about cars. What do I care? But then I all of a sudden realized there were were certain cars that I actually preferred. I didn't even know why, to tell you the truth. I like cars that have a lot of power, not so I can speed, but so I can accelerate to get around your idiot ass. You like old man cars. Yeah, that Mustang's an old man car. (laughs) Well... For a while there, he, you were yeah. driving like giant old man cars for a long time. Uh, the old man yeah. cars are coming back, though. It's cool. Yeah, whatever. Right now, they really are. That 2005 Jaguar was the coolest car ever, and you thought that was an old man car. That was like, you have to realize, I grew up in North Minneapolis. That Those those cars, like those uh, big old Cadillacs and Continentals and all that stuff, that, that's what everybody had when I was a kid. When I was first, and I first guess year I selling car, this old black guy came in, and I said, well, can I help you, sir? And he goes, I'm looking for a nine. I said, a nine? The hell's a nine? It's a Buick Electra. Two plus two plus oh, five yeah. is nine. I'm like, oh, okay, right. thank you, Your Highness. You know, that, that 41 well, Lincoln also had a V12, which was pretty beautiful. Oh, V12. Yeah. How about, what else did they, what else did they call nines? There was another nickname for nine. Well, a two and a quarter, or deuce and a quarter. Yeah, deuce and a quarter. Yeah. Deuce and a quarter. <laughs> My brother Todd had a deuce and a quarter. I'm looking for a nine, man. I love that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying, Alex, because I, I do like big sedans. Well, not, yeah, they're sedans, right? The car, bigger cars are sedans, and then mm-hmm. the coupes are the yes. smaller ones. Well, no, no, sedans, no, four-door, no. coupes, two-door. Yeah. Some of the biggest cars ever made, a 59 Cadillac was 25-foot long, two, yeah. two-door. So some of the <laughs> biggest cars ever made were two-doors. I had a 68 DeVille convert, and I had to sell it when I sold my house because it wouldn't fit in the uh, the uh, garage <laughs> exactly. of the townhouse. It was longer say. than a Suburban. The 59 <laughs> Cadillac Never. and a 73 Lincoln, Lincoln Continental were 25 feet long two doors. A 25-foot-long car. They had two doors. And so the, it is and, phenomenal. But that goes, back, <laughs> that goes back to the early days. The, 20, the, the 32 Cadillac the Coupe was also 25-foot-long, and it was, had the smallest interior of any car ever made. And it was 25-foot-long, but it had a V12 engine in it so what, was it all trunk and hood it was trunk and it had a spare behind the passenger side door was a le- little tiny door that you could put your golf clubs in so that took up a couple feet oh my and then God. it had a rumble seat yeah. behind oh, right. that and but yep. that was yep. they only made that car one year 32 was the only year it was called the biplane cadillac said biplane bumpers and everything came to a point <laughs> like an airplane because that was the era of the oh airplane was the first airplanes right. flying so uh-huh. all the car companies were trying to emulate airplanes but 32 32 cadillac is a is a, an amazing car and a money car they're way over 100 grand just for a shell and they are really? spe- yeah just for a shell a complete restored one will cost you two fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. But they are just wow. gorgeous cars. I'm super excited yeah, for my next. Oh. oh, yes, Lexi. Your next oh one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna Lexi find some mom. I'm gonna find something on you. I'm gonna call it's your wife. Just, you just look me up on the internet. You'll find plenty. I was gonna say I'm excited for my next car. Which is a minivan. Minivan. So excited. Car. Which one, which one are you going to get? Minivans. I don't know. We'll see. The Toyota Sienna is the only one that has four wheel drive. 
Really? Yep. Uh oh. Wow. Look at look at Uncle Uncle Dougie just no, we across were, the we table. We were talking about We've this a couple weeks ago. Yep. We'll uh, we'll start working yeah, on it this summer. Yep. We're gonna start looking this summer and then maybe get one in the fall. And I am super excited because I drove one for my nanny family and they're amazing. Yeah, I they're, had a they're, I had, they're great with little kids. I had a Chrysler. I had a Chrysler minivan. I loved it. The best. Yeah, loved it. Remember yeah. that minivan that we had that actually had the uh, kid seats were in, they were like built into the back yep. seat? Yep. They had, Is that the yeah. Bentley yeah. minivan? That was nice. Well, I had a 3.1. <laughs> <The> Bentley minivan. <laughs> 3.1 couldn't kill that motor. Ran forever. <laughs> yeah, cars are good. Transportation, not only cars, it's all transportation. Bicycles, motorcycles, scooters, cars, all of it. You have, I didn't even realize it that I did along with everybody else, but everybody has a very particular tastes in all vehicles. It's That's rather true. interesting. Yep. Which is, I, you know, I guess it says something about, about you, how you get around town and all the rest of it. I mean, there, there have been a few cars I know in my life I saw them for the first time and went, oh, my God, that car is beautiful. There have been a few of those. Yep, me too. And, I'm like, but and they're all cheap, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're all really inexpensive. <laughs> Absolutely. Junkers. Uh, the coolest. Catherine. I, I remember as a teenager, I thought the XKE was like the greatest car of all time. It was. The XKE. It is. It was a very, oh, It's God, one top ten. And Enzo Ferrari said the E-Type Jaguar is the most beautiful car ever made. I agree. Well, yeah. Not, not, go, not one of the most. Oh, he the said most. the most. No, definitely not. Well, it the was Morgan, Enzo Ferrari on, a Morgan, that said it. A, Morgan, <laughs> a fellow Italian. Yeah, a Morgan. <laughs> there's so many beautiful cars made. Morgan's probably in the yeah, top. I'm just reading the story. I'm not weighing in on this. I'm just saying what the guy that started Ferraris. You know, that's how I met Paulie Shore's mom, Mitzi. The first, that's why I met Paulie was through E-Type Jaguars. Really? Yeah. Mitzi Shore had two E-Type Jaguars that she bought from a hooker in 1967 that had to skip town and run away from her pimp. And Mitzi... <laughs> and I had just finished doing a car for Andrew Dice Clay. So if you have to run away from a pimp, you don't want something as unreliable as an E-Type Jaguar, but She right? had two of them, a black yes. one and a white one. Or so, one of them so wasn't running. Mitzi bought both of them and hid them in her mansion on Sunset Plaza there. And I had just finished a car for Andrew Dice Clay. And Mitzi... Paulie called me and said, hey, my mom's got two E-type Jags. Can she call you? I'm like, yeah. And next thing you know, hey, hi, this is Metsy Shore. I got these two Jaguars. I bought from a hooker. <laughs> and she told me the whole story. <laughs> and I go there. I go there. And it's her and Dice and Dean Gelber, who was the GM at, at the comedy store, and Paulie. And Mitzi comes out, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing good. And she, at the time, she had Parkinson's, like, really bad. Like, she, she, you know, oh, her God. arms were shaking really bad. And, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do with these cars? I want to get them running. I want, to, I want both of them to run. I'm like, well, why? You're never going to drive again. <laughs> and I got, like, three elbows oh. to, the, to the guts oh. by three oh, different God. people. Like, shot up because everybody was scared to death of Mitzi, which I didn't know. I didn't know. I had never met her before. And uh, everybody was dead silent. And she comes up walking up to me, and she pushes me in the chest. She goes, I like you. <laughs> and that was it. Like, you got you know, spunk. Yeah, she, she liked me. No. And I ended up getting both those cars running, and I think she sold them to another hooker. 
What was the problem with the XKEs? Why were they so unreliable? Oh, uh, you want to know why? The biggest problem was the fuel rail systems. So they had they had this crazy fuel rail system that fed all twelve cylinders. So it was a they okay. called it the yeah, fuel so the, tray. The real the good ones were the sixties. Those were straight sixes and carbureted. Those were pretty reliable cars. Well, these were both V twelves. Oh, okay. Both yeah. these were V twelves. Both oh. of hers. So they were both V twelve XKEs, and and they had they they had these fuel rails that. Literally, we had like a Christmas tree with twelve lines coming off a main line, and they, they just oh, always God. leaked. They just always leaked. They were rubber, just crappy British rubber that cracked and leaked, and it was all one piece. So after the one one crack happened, you'd have to, you'd have to cut the whole thing apart. When people were trying to piece them together, and then another crack would happen, you had to pretty much make a whole new rail out of new rubber. And that was their biggest problem, and electrical problems. A lot of electrical problems. Yeah, that's what I understand. That's what I had always heard. But I'll tell you, they, the same with Italian stuff. Go once ahead, Once you Nick. work out the bugs. <laughs> right, let's go ahead and talk. Once, once you work out the bugs. You know. They all have bugs, but once you work out the bugs, they're good cars. They are. You have to just work all the bugs out. You shouldn't have to do that. Well, however, they're, they're not. They're not pumped out like American, like American and Japanese cars. They're 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 handmade cars. Well, they were back then. That's yeah, true. so you, you had to you had to figure out what some guy didn't do that day, <laughs> you know, or what change they made that one day because they ran yeah, out of that one true. piece. Uh, Probably true. Yeah, I, I, I could see that that was the case. I, you know, a part of it I suppose is childhood because people don't know this uh, unless you know they're around my age. But when we lived at twelve hundred Spruce Place, which is uh, just about a half a block from Loring Park over by Idle, where Idle Hospital used to be, which is not even open any longer, but toward uh, toward Hennepin Avenue from, from Loring Park, um, or excuse me, toward Nicollet from Loring Park, there was a Rolls-Royce dealership right there where um, where Lercotte is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, where the building goes around the corner, you know how, how it kind of has that rounded edge to it? Yeah. yeah. That was a that was a Rolls Royce dealership when I was a little boy. Like I'm talking like four or five years old. Wow, I didn't know when that. I lived there four years. Old. Yeah, and I would walk by and see those Rolls Royces. I thought, oh my God, look at that car. It's Rolls Royce. <laughs> oh, it's Rolls Royce. I didn't know. I didn't know that. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you know how important it is to have the right dock. That's why you should know about Flow Docks. Flow Docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. They're completely modular so you can configure them to your family's needs or add on as your family's needs grow. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your Flow Dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make, right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy. My friends at Flow also told me that hockey star Ryan Suter bought a Flow dock and lift as he wanted the best for his family. See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutrimost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds are going fast. I've lost over 34 pounds. Nutrimost is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutrimost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. 
New Tremosa Plymouth is hosting a second free informational dinner. Learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, New Tremosa client and owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner, and so will I, actually. It's Monday, April 30th, 6 p.m. at Jake City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited. Call 763-333-7337 to register. That's 763-333-7337. <laughs> Take it, Doug. Very funny. Payback. Thanks to it. <laughs> Thanks to Doug Sprinthal and his presence today. I'm now getting questions to ask Doctor Trivia. That has I'm, to be Joe. People are well. Joe started it. Well, he because he started po- it, absolutely. He, he sent me a note a week or two ago. He says, I never played Trivial Pursuit against you and Tom. You guys are just no way too much. I said, well, I know, I know Tom just looks it up. Yeah, that's right. He's that's Andy exactly. to Google You're it. smart. Yeah, I get, hey, Andy, would you Google this for me? Because yeah. I, uh, um, uh, one of the things they ask, and I don't know the answer to this. I do not know. Where did the saying, the whole nine yards, come from? Was it a garment district? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's from World War II. So yeah. uh, the whole nine oh, yards okay. is the, the, the length of a belt of, of 50 caliber. Calibers. Go bullets. ahead, Nick, take it. I know. Oh. It's a bullets. That's how many bullets you got, nine yards of bullets. You got nine yards in a, in a machine gun? Yeah. Yep. All right, the whole nine. Yeah, I gave him the whole nine yards. That's, what they, that's where that came from. Nine yards. It was either that or the porn nine industry. Yards. Never that mind. is unbelievable. 27 yeah, feet yeah. of bullets in one magazine. Oh, yeah. good God. I had a lot an, of bullets. I man. had an empty case that they came in. They used to feed them in oh, metal did? cases. Yep, yeah, I used to have right. an empty case. And it said right on it, nine yards. Oh, okay. Well, see, so I guess I, you know, if I were just oh, you know, 50 years older, I'd know that. Do you know where Close But No Cigar came from? Close but no cigar. I know where close but no I, guitar came from. Nope, that's the saying. Close but no cigar. I have heard this. Is Andy not there? Andy's here. I'm here. Oh, I, I know like most. Why? I know most like of these kind. Yeah, these I feel ones. like you told me this. I think I told you on another previous episode. What is it? I think would so you, too. Would Would you win a cigar if you uh, if you hit the weight and it rang the nope, bell? Nope. So or back in the day when tobacco first came on the scene, that you had these little things that sat on top of countertops that were called trade stimulators, and you would put a penny in there, and almost every single person would win the cigar for a penny because that's how much a cigar cost is, was, was a penny, so they just want you to buy a cigar. But some mm-hmm. people would not win a cigar. There was like two spots on the wheel that you could lose. And they would say, close, but no cigar. And that was, they were, mm. e- those trade stimulators were everywhere. There was millions of them throughout America. Now they're very hard to find and worth a good amount of money. They go anywhere from five to $1,000 a piece. But they were everywhere and they either gave you cigarettes or cigars only. I did not know. Are that. you a antiques roadshow person? <laughs> I, I am a collector, so I know a lot about a lot of old stuff. So what what was the point of the trade stimulator? The trade stimulator is to get you to buy a cigar. <laughs> it stimulates trade. That was a, so that to get you to buy a cigar, they cheated two people out of their penny. 
Well, they got you. So, so at the time, so listen. At the time, cigars weren't weren't really a thing yet. Either were cigarettes. So, the, to introduce oh. you to introduce you to a new market of a cigarette or a cigar that have a game on the bar top. So you'd go, "What's this game?" And you'd put a penny in it and you pull it. And most people want a cigarette, so they'd get you addicted to a cigarette. But nice. sometimes well, you, you didn't go. win the cigar, and they'd say, "Close, but no cigar." So That's stimulation good. actually was addiction. Yes. Okay, I get it. I understand that completely. Because I do remember a dime good cigar was a slogan of a, of a cigar company when I was a little kid. A dime good cigar. They were 10 cents. Of, uh, I don't know if it was a white owl or what it was. How about, you know. Because there used to be a, something like that. Do you know that saying, in like Flint? Well, it's in like yep, Flint. 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 Yeah, in like Flint. In like Flint, first of all. Yeah. In like Flint was the movie. No, in like Flint. In like Flint was Errol Flynn, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Errol Who Flynn invaded was Spain in the 8th century? That's a joke. The Moors. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's the Moops. The correct answer is the Moops. The Moops. <laughs> Let me see that. The Moops. That's not Moops, you jerk. It's Moors. It's a misprint. I'm sorry, the card says moops. <laughs> <laughs> the moops invaded Spain in the 8th century. <laughs> that He was funny. Do you know, the, uh, average, the, av- out- the average person doesn't even know that Amer- there was no American cars made from, 40, from 42 to 47. The average person does no not one. know that, which blows yeah. my mind. I'm... I'm very average then, because there was there was zero was cars of, made. It was because of the war. Zero they cars, zero built American planes cars. and tanks instead. Ah, uh, see, it makes total sense. There's no doubt about it. There's no question. There's no getting around it. I Let have, me just say that. I have a topic change. Yay! Okay. It's <laughs> not going to take long. But did mom and dad have you watched the most recent episode of The Good Doctor? Mm-hmm. Loved it. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was mean so the season good. ending. Yes. You know, the season finale. Yes. Oh my gosh! It I watched it last Alex. night and I was like crying and laughing and crying. Oh, it's such a sweet oh. show. Alex, you weren't here earlier. We were talking about a new show that you need to watch. You'll love it. It's called The Zoo. The Zoo. It's on the Animal Planet. It's a. It's all the backside scenes of the Bronx Zoo, and it's amazing. Fun. Oh. You will love, love it. it. You will love it. Life. Trust me. It's an amazing show. I'll have to. It's watch so it. well done. Do we have Animal Planet? I don't know. If I'm that's sure you do. That I have. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Okay. It's you a very table, well shot Planet. show. Oh, I'll have to look into it. And very non-political. Yep. Which we like. The way but, I like uh, it. Yes, we did watch the season finale of The Good Doctor. Uh, that show is fantastic. You know, it's it's one of the highest rated shows on television now. You knew that, right? Oh, really? I did not it know came that. In, it is. It's one of the. It it started out. You know, it's kind of bubbling under. Then it grew a little bit and grew a little bit. It's now one of the most watched shows in America. It's, it's such a phenomenal a good, show. Oh, my God. When he said, love you more, I was like. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That was, that was a tough one. I love oh, you. I love you. My love God. You. I love it when love they were sitting more. in the carousel and he says, can I stop listening to you now? No. Do you, no, do you still need me to listen to you? Or whatever. Do you still yeah. need me to listen to you? Same diff. Oh, God. <laughs> Sarah said, no. Sarah said something like that to Ralph Basham when we were in Vegas at dinner. Did I ever tell you this? They're sitting next <laughs> no. to each other, and Ralph is kind of going on. 
And not my Ralph. Wife, no. no. Sarah, my wife looks at him after 30 minutes and goes, when do we get to talk about me? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he took That's it weird, well. That's weird because Ralph doesn't, he actually does not you typically run on and on in a social conversation. Only when he's yeah, nervous. He's more quiet. When he's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, he was, yeah, he was comfortable he and he was having fun. He says that he thinks he's, he's on the spectrum. Guy. He is really? definitely on he's the spectrum. He's told me if he's like, definitely. I think I'm on the spectrum. Yeah, well. Oh, I think most people are on the spectrum. I think it's common for like surgeons and stuff to be kind of, you know, Actually, socially. Actually, most Car surgeons dealers. I know are kind of standoffish and cold and kind of crabby. And Ralph is, I mean, he, he's a I don't know him that guy. well, but yeah. he's really animated and he's yeah. obviously brilliant. He knows tons about everything. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the type of surgeon because there's some surgeons, like heart surgeons, you're going to have so many patients die, you just have to... Yeah, become detached. Yeah, I suppose yeah. you're right. Yeah. I hadn't thought about Probably that. Brain surgery too. My yeah. Whereas plastic surgery, yeah. it's like if your patients are dying, then you're probably really not a great plastic surgeon. You're doing something wrong. wrong. Yeah. My yeah. father-in-law. <laughs> my father-in-law used to be a brain surgeon at the Mayo, and he yep. is the most talkative person you'll ever meet in your life. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he is. Great guy. Like he's a very chat. nice man, too. Yes, he's super nice. He but he I like he finds well. one person at everything, and that's like his person <laughs> that he's just like... And we kind of, as a family, know to like swoop in and kind of like, oh, they've been talked to for an hour. We yeah. should probably save them. They may need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. It's okay to... You don't swoop in for me, because I like talking to them. No, yeah, you guys, we're like, you, go, you two just keep going. <laughs> Yeah, we do. We do just keep talking and talking to each other. It's yeah. true. No, he's a he's a very very bright guy. Yes, he's he very, very very smart. smart. Well, I suppose to be a brain surgeon at the Mayo, you have to be semi smart. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he but also that, worked security for was it the, the Beatles? Beatles or the Rolling yeah, Stones? The Beatles when he worked. Yeah. Well, he worked he worked security at the U of M. So the Beatles came to the U of M, and he was security for them when no. they were there. I thought it was the no. old Met. He was at the uh, the old Met. He was security at, at, at the university. It was Sims, I believe it was called Sim mm-hmm. Security at the time. Yeah, I remember that. So they hired the guys from Sim Security yeah. to do the uh, security for the Beatles, and they got them out of the stadium by putting them in laundry baskets and putting laundry on top of them and pushing the baskets out of the stadium. The only way they could get out without Very, being attacked. Hopefully it didn't have taint on it. I was yeah, just going to no say that. You beat me to it. <laughs> Damn you, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, woman. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was brought up last night on the, on the Good Doctor. One of the head surgeons says, look, at some point in your career, you're going to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And it was this touching moment. This, this young young female doctor was bitching at, uh, at our guy. Our and guy. Uh, he said, look, at some point in your career, you're going to kill someone. So you better get used to that thought. Like as a surgeon, it's, it's a just great show. part of the territory, yeah. I think. It's going to yeah, happen. As a possible patient, it makes you feel so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really God, I hope it's not me yeah. that yeah. ends up bumping off. That would be good. Now, it, uh, there, are some, there are some pretty decent things on, on uh, television, but most of them now are on, on Netflix, Amazon, mm, right. and, and Hulu. Have, have you Acorn, watched uh, Silicon like Valley? Yes, Dan and no. I have watched every episode. Yeah, we're about we're in through season three. It's really, really funny. It's so dumb, oh, it is? but funny. Yeah. Like it's really dumb. It's about a guy who's working basically for Google, but they call it Hooli. Yeah. yeah. And he invents this compression software and decides to start his own company. And he's in an incubator 
by a, a house run by uh, T.J. Uh, what's his last name? I can't remember. T.J. Miller. Miller, yeah, yeah. Who was yeah, uh, just pot smoking yeah. freak in nature? Who yeah. s- sold his company for like a hundred million dollars? It's oh very funny. You should watch it. What so, is the name of his company? We will absolutely watch it. Aviato. Aviato. <laughs> so maybe you know Aviato. me Aviato. But he always says it like. Oh, uh, it always. It's like dad, you with Italian food. He always says it in this weird <laughs> accent. <laughs> Aviato. <laughs> Oh my god. It's such a lasagna. Yeah, it's like this guy that came up with this really incredible idea but has no idea what they're doing. Like to run a company or do anything. Like they can't get out of their own way and it's so funny. Do you know who Gilfoyle is? Yeah. He's the kid from Freaks and Geeks. Really? Yep. Same glasses. Oh really? Yep. Oh my gosh! So go back and watch that. I was gonna say I didn't make that connection, but it's been a long time since I've watched Freaks and Geeks. Oh my god, funny! I wonder if they were inspired by Kickstarter, because there are some stories of Kickstarter out there, and by some I mean most of them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Especially in the gaming industry. Oh, I bet. Someone like the guy who made um, oh crap, what was it? Mega Man. Which is an extremely, it's a very famous old franchise. It's been around forever. He left Capcom and went to Kickstarter and said, you know, give us $500,000 or something like that and we'll make a new game that's, you know, Mega Man but not. And they ended up making something like $10 million or something like that. Just many, many times more than they asked for. And then somehow, despite that fact, they ended up going broke and had to ask for more money. <laughs> because it's just like, how do you manage the money that poorly? That yeah. you made 20 times what you asked for. It's called wild spending. Yeah. 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 But it, it's happened so many times. There's games out there that are like, they, they'll make 10, 20, 30 times what they asked for. Then a year later, they'll be broke. And either the game will stop existing or they'll have to ask for money again. And it just, and, and- it really shows that developers do need a publisher to say you need to give us this by this date oh yeah that's right well, because otherwise they'll it, just be like oh i'll work on it next month well, andy, andy you would love this show i was gonna say andy you of all people should watch it it's like yeah that's i, I figured that's pretty much what their company would be yes. because the guy that's what that every the tech company, company is his best friend they call him big head and he invented an app called <laughs> nip alert that manages to find women with erect nipples and he goes I've built something that nobody likes and is sexist and it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and he's it's, so what, stupid. What channel is it on? Uh, I watched on Hulu, I think. Pretty sure it's on HBO. HBO. Oh, HBO and Hulu. We don't so have it on Amazon. HBO. But yeah, I think we've watched it on Hulu and Amazon. Or not Amazon, Netflix. Yeah, they all have HBO on there, don't they? No, so. HBO you have to have. I don't have HBO. HBO you have to have. Well, you yeah. pay extra for HBO. Yeah, yeah, but it's usually on. No, but on Amazon does have. Yeah, see, there you go. Really? Yeah. Ten years ago, it was like fifty extra dollars a yeah. month or something now it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what. That's when I uh, decided I'm not going to pay for cable anymore when i looked at the bill and hbo was like 50 bucks a month and i was like no i'm not doing this i was the first person i know that had that had hbo i was andy's age i was 31 and i bought home box office we'll be right back tom bernard show tom bernard here if you're ready to sell your home you've probably heard that you should wait until spring but why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now 
Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win. And they've got the skill players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, the good life Full of fun seems to be the ideal Mm, The good life The greatest singers ever born You know what's interesting? Uh, I looked up, watched Silicon Valley on HBO, and every review from Business Insider, The Daily Dot, HBO Silicon Valley is better without T.J. Miller. Silicon Valley shows uh, it's a better comedy without T.J. Miller. Apparently, all the all the reviewers hated T.J. Miller. (laughs) He left. Yeah, I. I Is it? Does the new season? Out I think and it is. We're in we haven't three. watched it. We haven't watched. We just watched. I, thought, I think he's really funny in it. I yeah, mean, it's we just, loved I him. I always liked him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch it without him because he was like a pretty big role. Yeah. in the whole thing. So well, I will tell you why it's so funny. Because there's always a reason it's so funny, but the reason it is so funny is because Mike Judge created it and writes it. Mike Judge is hilarious. Oh, it's yeah. a Mike yeah, Judge show. Yes, uh, he's phenomenal. He really I don't is. think he's ever made anything bad. No, he everything he's made I've watched, and he he's very. He did uh, what the hell was the name of the the, the hill Beavis building? and Butthead? Not Beavis King and of the Butthead. Hill. King of the Hill. Mm. Yeah, he did King of the Hill. I was not a big Beavis and Butthead fan just because the voices were too annoying. Uh, yeah, they're ninety three. It, it, it was for people who were born in like nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, that's probably true. Just when I think but you've I said know. the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mike Judge right there. Yeah, that was Hank awesome. Hill. The only yeah. failure he's ever made was The Good Family, which was good, but it was too early. All right. Too early. If it had come out today, I think it would have done a lot better. Tom, I got a great King of the Hill joke, although he's changed stories. Oh, I love what King, King of the Hill character does J Lo look like? You know, the he's he's not a Buick anymore. He's transferred up to Coon Rapids Nissan. Oh God! He looks just oh, like he's, Bobby he's not a Buick Hill anymore. Yeah, the, he, he does moved. look like Bobby Hill. So Bobby? I used to hey, call. Him, I'd I'd walk into the store and I'd go propane and propane accessories. His whole staff would just <laughs> they'd be staring at the floor trying not to laugh, and he'd go, "You ever." <laughs> It is true, though. He looks just <laughs> like him. 
Silicon Valley's always been adept at satirizing the tech world and all its eccentricities, but the story engine that propelled the series forward, uh, forward slowed down in season four. The formula putting a new obstacle in the Pied Piper's way, only to have the gang come up with a solution at the last minute, then repeating the structure all over again the next week became predictable. Season 5 manages to fix this issue by returning to longer arcs over the season and upping the stakes so the formula isn't as transparent from Episode 1, which finally finds Pied Piper moving out of Ehrlich Bachman's incubator and into actual offices. It's apparent that the show will never be the same for several reasons. Thomas is no longer focused on his compression algorithm. Well, wait a minute. I don't want to give away all this. Yeah, stuff don't do that. Yeah. I'm still in the middle of season. That yeah. sounds like an overthinking review too. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. It? yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, last summer, T.J. Miller, who played the shiftless and egomaniacal Ehrlich for four seasons, left Silicon Valley in a highly publicized and messy exit. That was after, after, that was after that uh, he was accused of sexual assault. I remember they. Uh, they oh, that's why that I was wondering what yeah. had happened there. Oh. Yeah, he uh, he was accused of sexual assault. When somebody just disappears off of a show. <laughs> well, no, because no, a lot of the times because they want too much money or whatever. That happens a lot. But see, once again, th- those I wanted to know why almost every review said, "Ah, oh, it's a better show without T.J. Miller." They're just trying to be politically correct yes, because they he was are. accused yeah, of yeah. sexual right. assault. It'll be interesting to see if it, it actually is better. <laughs> yeah, it was never proven that he did it. Even oh, really? Yeah, once again, mm. there's no due process to any of this. It's just in Hollywood. Hollywood, you talk about the biggest frauds on earth. First of all, all the people who actually did it. Like that pig Kevin Spacey, he couldn't wait to tell people how to live their lives. Meanwhile, he's he's feeling up every fourteen-year-old boy he can find, uh, and then uh, to make themselves feel better and look better, they accuse everybody else of it. And there's no due process to find out that these other people ever did it or not. Makes no sense to me. So I've always liked T.J. Miller. I don't know why. It, it, again, I I've talked to T.J. Miller maybe three, four times in my life. So I don't know him, but I've talked to him several times. He's, I, I get. Do people seem like they'd be the kind of person to sexually assault? So I don't know. How do you know? How would you know? But I, I just, I was wondering, and I, and I did just find out now why everybody's saying, oh, it's a better show without T.J. Miller, because they're trying to look politically correct. That's why they're doing it. And they're throwing him under the bus so they look better. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, it is. It is terrible. No reason. Anyway, watch. That's just, your homework before the weekend. Watch that show yep. and just watch we'll a couple watch episodes. Silicon and see Valley what you think. from season one. Yep. Season one's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Start. Yeah. Start from the beginning for sure. We will start from the beginning. Silicon Valley. It's it is on uh, several yep. different spots, so we can get that taken care of. No problem. Catherine and I have been watching uh, several different shows. Of course, I got a. I fell asleep the other night during Doc Martin. There's only two uh, episodes left this season we haven't seen. I love that show so much. And it's a great show, but I, I fell asleep, so I have to rewatch one episode. Well, she, she's going out tomorrow night with her buddies. Well, I'll just be slaving away and working. <laughs> so then I'll, wa- I'll watch it tomorrow night while she's out gallivanting. Yeah, that's me. The gallivanter. Gallivanting. <laughs> uh, what, what else is out there? Like you said, Gallivant. you talked about the Looming Tower. We watched that. We love that. Have you? Uh, uh, there, the first episode was on last week. It was a show called uh, Barry, and it's uh, Bill Hader. Everybody tells me 
everybody tells me berries really good. B a r r y or yeah. like the berry. Just like berry. The, it's okay. the fir- it's the first name of his character. He's a hitman and he follows this uh, guy that he's supposed to kill into what turns to be a community acting class run by Henry Winkler, and he winds up doing it. He wants to become an actor, but the joke is he's absolutely horrible. He's just he's terrible. <laughs> Hen- I, I have heard Henry Winkler is really good in it. Well, he was great. You know, he has such magnetism anyway. It's interesting. He's kind he does, of yeah. had he a does. little resurgence just... here with that, that documentary that he does with George Foreman and Terry Bradshaw. All of a sudden, he's like right. cool you... again. Didn't you just have him on the KQ show? Mm-hmm. What was that about? And, uh, that was about... Uh, um... What, what, I can't that remember what that's called. It's, I can't remember the name. Justin, so on a bunch Justin of Time or something like that. That's not it, though. Or the Best of Time, or Best. Of, yeah, it's it's Terry Bradshaw, George Foreman, William Shatner, and Henry Winkler. Yep, are it's, a good, in it. it's a good lineup. Oh, okay. But I, I and can't remember the name of it. They though. travel around the world and they just do goofy stuff and ad lib everything. Right. It's pretty funny. Best actually. of times or I just, best times of our life, something like that. I just remember, I, I heard the interview when I was driving, and I was just like, he was just really kind of on. Great yeah. guy. I mean, he just was really going. Yeah, he, he's a really, really good guy. He's always been a good he's guy. He's never had any, and, dirt, uh, any dirt on him ever, huh? Uh, he didn't have much nice to say about uh, William Shatner. I well, William you, Shatner's had a lot of dirt on him. Yeah, there's a lot of dirt on him. A lot of people don't like. But not uh, Henry, not Henry Winkler ever. Didn't we have uh, somebody that wrote a book? Was it Pinky Tuscadero? She wrote a book and she said that he got her fired for some reason. Yes, that's true. Really? Better late than never is the name of the okay. show. It's on NBC. Be- Better late than never is the name of that show. So yeah, I don't know. I've always liked Henry Winkler. He's always been a good interview. He, he he's always on. You know. He's paying attention during interviews. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, God, I have to do another interview. Uh. Yeah, he acted like he really wanted to be doing it. Yeah. For somebody that's been in the business for as long as he has, he was excited yep. about talking about his projects, which is nice. Yeah, so Better Late Than Never is the NBC show, and then the other show is called Barry, and that's where, where does that appear? I'm almost positive that's HBO. You're almost you positive. You think everything's on HBO. Yeah, you think everything's on HBO. It's on working for HBO. It's on stock in HBO. Amaflex. He gets a commission for it everybody. Paid, signs up. <laughs> it's on Metzon, yes, exactly. Amaflex. It's on a new... Why don't we start a TV, TV station called Metzon? Yeah, there we go. That's a good name. That's a really good name. Okay. Uh, what is this all about? Rolling Stone magazine. The last notes of Please Please Me still hung in the stale air of EMI Studio 2 on November 26, 1962, when George Martin's disembodied voice crackled over the talkback from the control room above. Gentlemen, he addressed his young mop-top charges. I think you've made your first number one. The veteran producer had a finely tuned ear for hits, but it would be several months before the Beatles rode their second single to the top of the charts. Uh, yeah, there's just an article about the 100 greatest Beatles songs. Catherine and I, your mom and I, were watching uh, Jeopardy, and their final question oh, yeah. was wrong. Yeah, you were upset with that. I'm oh, very upset I hate that. It. That happens once in a while, doesn't it? N- name the group in the 1960s that had two number one hits in the same year about how hard they worked. Coal mining or something. No, it wasn't coal mine. I didn't mention coal mine. Well, well they would say no, hard, say. hard days night, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Yes. Eight days a week. <laughs> and eight days a week, but eight days a week's not about working. I know. It's about being in love. That's right. Yeah. 
I even I knew that. Well, I was just yeah, trying so to figure I mean, out how they would have yeah. got it wrong, so that's why I said that. That's how they got it wrong because they thought eight days a week was about working. But it's about, I love you so much, I love you eight days a week. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. people, they've gotten a lot of complaints for that. Probably because it was wrong. You thought it was the Hollies. I thought it was the Hollies because it... Oh, because of the cold. He ain't heavy, he's my brother, and I can't remember the other one. 16 tons. Working in a cold mongo. Tennessee Ernie Ford was the one who did it. (laughs) 16 tons, and I don't know whatever else he did. But, you know, what's so interesting about that is here we are now, what, 60 years later almost? Coming yes. up, it's, it's, it's 56 years later, and that music still has a huge impact on people. Uh, I, why do you think? Look, they changed the world. There's no question the Beatles changed the world with the depressed uh, economy in Europe after World War II. Just about 15 years after the end of World War II, 16 years after the end of World War II, these guys got together and started the British invasion and brought billions of dollars into to all of Western Europe. The Beatles did indeed change the world. Oh, it's wait a amazing. minute. The way that they worded it actually makes it technically correct. What? Uh, complaints about heavy workloads inspired the titles of two songs by this group. But that's not, not a the workload. songs. To be in love. No, the title, not the song. Oh, eight days eight a week. Days eight a days week. a week was inspired by something that uh, Paul McCartney's chauffeur said. I've been working eight days a week. Uh huh. Oh. I don't know. I'm still not buying it. I think <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of iffy right there. <laughs> it is iffy right there. That's iffy. But it's so much fun to talk about the Beatles to this day. And Alex, you still love the Beatles, don't you? Nah. Nah. He's over it. (laughs) You're over it now? (laughs) My lifelong love of them, I'm just, I don't know, whatever. Your lifelong Eh. love of the Beatles is just over now. Okay. I don't feel like it. I mean, it it is fascinating to me, and I talk to the people at at the radio station about it all the time. I said, you do realize that we play music on, on this radio station that's over 50 years old, and if that had been done... When I was a teenager, oh. we would have been listening to Rudy Valley records. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? What? You know, I, Glenn Miller would have only at that time been twenty years old or twenty-five years old at the most. Oh my God! So basically, uh, now what you call active rock would have been when I was a teen. Active rock would have been Glenn Miller. Uh, it's like okay, well, not quite accurate, but. So why do you think do you think that the music just never got any better after let's say Nirvana was was Nirvana the last innovation in rock and roll and that's why Yeah, I think the classic rock the is, older stuff Yeah, is very like pivotal and you know, changed a lot of things and it changed the it's world. Classic, really like you said, classic rock. I mean, all music that's playing today is not Well, that's classic. like you just There's said nothing. playing. There's so many great bands but you just don't get to hear them because they don't get played. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah, of great new rock bands. You just don't hear them because they don't get played. Yeah. They don't. It's true. Nobody nobody plays new music. It's, it's Well, really odd. I think the reason for that is because up until very recently, people didn't get to choose what they heard. It, yeah, what what was on the radio right. was what you heard. Well, that's true. Or, you know, the how many records came out in a year back in 1970? It wasn't that many. Whereas no, now, if you like... Some genre you can go to any you can go to SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, 
and just listen to 5,000 different variations of that genre every yeah, day. That's true. And never have to branch out. And that's yeah, what Pandora do. and Spotify definitely have broadened a lot of horizons for people. I, I heard a really But f- even on there, you can still go to, like, you know, I want to listen to the, uh, you know, this genre this kind of musician, you know, this exact kind of song channel. Yeah. As we go out, I want to mention this. We do a lot of uh, FaceTime with Alex and Fawn, and I missed it today, so I said, call her back, because I was shaving, so I came out with a face full of shave cream, and Fawn looked at me like, what the hell is wrong with her? <laughs> she was like, bop, 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 and then she kept touching her face. Like, touching her face, she bop, bop, and touching her face, bop, bop. Something's different. Oh, she might have thought it was a filter. She might have thought it was a filter. True. Yeah, maybe. I don't Could've. know. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.